hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. After a thrilling experience on Satellite 5 with my dear friend and love of my life, Nathan Bossomley, we are now <laughs> heading into Parting of the Ways. How are you feeling about that? I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not sure this is going to turn out very well for anyone involved. Now, the death count in this one is pretty high, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it's not high in a kind of cynical Eric Sayward way. It's high in a cynical Russell T. Davis way, which is uh, orders of magnitude more satisfying. But it is really properly bleak. Um, yeah, in a way where I actually remember at the time thinking, are we just leaving that hanging? Is that really how that ends you know like it's it's really something it's all characters that we care about that are dying every sort of death lands Mm. and some of them really land we'll get there um yeah but then it builds up to the culmination and i know his hand was forced by chris freckleston deciding to leave before the you know series even aired um but even the doctor dies in this yeah yeah it's you know, extraordinary do you remember the thing so this is a regeneration story for God, well like is a regeneration story like the first one i don't know but anyway it's a regeneration story there's a regeneration in it. and um i remember wondering you know at the time because like we had seen the first episode then the announcement came out like a day or two later that Eccleston mm-hmm. was leaving and so the entire time we're now watching this thinking fuck is this even gonna continue after this year and then I think we hear that Tennant has been cast and but what I didn't know was were they going to be able to do did they do are they going to do a proper regeneration scene or is it they're gonna have to fudge it in some way because Eccleston stopped shooting and stuff and so well, the fact that they additional suspense when you were watching this set well yeah how, yeah how is this thing gonna end if he's going at the end yeah that's right and I think you kind of forget maybe because so much is happening that you forget that he, this is Chris's last episode, I think, as you're watching it. But it really was a surprise that we got a regeneration scene and a regeneration scene that was so incredibly good because this is the Hartnell to Troughton regeneration episode, isn't it? Because it's like... Well, it is, but I still think that there was a big mystery around that. You didn't have a bloody clue what was going on. Whereas here, no, his hands are being held and he's saying, it's all right, it's going to be okay, yes. you know, I'm going to change. Because, but Russell has to be careful about it because you remember the, uh, you know, like in the writer's tale, there's a copy of like something that's like the plan for the thing, like the plan for the first season or something. And it mm-hmm. says explicitly there, you know, it says the thing about the doctor not being a neutered public schoolboy like he always has been or whatever. And it also says that we don't, we're not mentioning regeneration. We're not mentioning anything like that. You know, we're just not going to bring that up because you remember that in the eighties, the doctor's regeneration thing happens, you know, gets mentioned all the time. And in the Moffat era, it kind of does a bit as well. It starts uh, to, doesn't it? Yeah. We, yeah. We head into and, the eighties, I think, Latin Moffat time. Yeah. 
Yeah, but but he he wasn't going to bring it up, and so suddenly he has to do it, and it's this show that's been huge and successful, and then you're going to pull the stupid stunt of just recasting the lead actor, know. you know, at the point where um, everybody's fallen in love yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah. And it's stupid. Like the horror generation thing is so paper thin and so utterly ridiculous um, that, you know, really the Doctor comes from a race of people who get recast every three years or so, <laughs> you know, like, like, and, and so. Excuse <laughs> me, I've the that. air for all these years. Oh, I? I know. And it's, you know, it is a genius idea. It was absolutely the right thing for them to do, but it could so easily have failed. And here yeah. when the show's so ho- high profile, like higher profile, you know, than it's been in decades and they're replacing the guy and Russell does such a deft job of making it okay and you know yeah. obviously we then lead into the the you know children in need special and uh the the christmas invasion which does that brilliant job of selling david tennant but oh, this but generation is, is really you know, good. he introduced an amazing doctor that everybody fell in love with and then recast him with an even more amazing actor yeah. that the audience absolutely were bowled over by you know and yeah. that didn't, you're right, that did not have to work. In fact, every single time the Doctor regenerates, it doesn't have to work. They no. might not, you know, like, I mean, I'll point at Colin Baker. I won't say he was a failure, but there was some resistance. Uh, Peter Capaldi, yeah. there was some resistance there. Yeah, yeah. All, all yeah. the shithead doctors, you know, all the ones that are arseholes. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, like, I think because the show around he, him is so strong, you know, um, that it sort of manages to survive the transition. I don't think Tennant is quite the actor that Eccleston is, but he's as charismatic as hell. And, you know, th- those those three years of Doctor Who are just he unforgettably gets better great. stories, doesn't he? That's, yeah. that's a part of his success is that some of the, you know, the storytelling is so incredibly good in those three seasons. Yeah. Do you think yeah. this would play out differently then if this wasn't a regeneration story? I don't think so because I think that what you do is that you have the doctor save her but somehow survive at some cost. Um, but you know, I like, think he'd, it, have to, he'd have to go back for Jack straight away, though. I mean, the regeneration rather takes his mind away from that, but yeah. Yeah, and he does a great job. Like, Jack is like a question mark hanging over the series because he's kind of left him to die. And, you know, as far as he knows, Jack's dead and Earth is destroyed, like completely destroyed. And there is that throwaway line in the Children in Need special where, you know, Tender goes, oh, he's, you know, building up the Earth again or rebuilding the Earth, you know, and, and you know, he just sort of throws it away and we go off and do other things. But it does make for a great reunion in Utopia, a really, really good reunion where they've got business, you know. Well, uh, baby says on commentary, he goes, I want, you know, I'm an absolute terror. He goes, I want them asking what's happening to Jack for a whole year. I'm not yeah, going to pay it yeah. off until the year after, you know. It's <laughs> so good. So he just knows how to manipulate his audience perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Well, shall we? What do you think? I, I think, think we should. should. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I will count us in there this time, if you're ready. Okay. Yep, I'm ready. In five, four, three, two, one. Off we go. And Robinson again. Yeah. 
That's such a shocking oh, moment, isn't you know, it? They yeah. use her brilliantly in this, don't they? She only gets a little cameo. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and it's really fun. Like she's, you know, killed Rose, but everything's okay now. And it's just a terribly fun cameo that you absolutely have to see, I think. It's really good. I love all this. They managed to pack in all the excitement of Bad Wolf in about 30 seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love how the Daleks call her his associate. It's so funny. They're not going to say friend. It would just sound ridiculous having the Daleks say the word friend. <laughs> We've barely touched on Billy Piper in Bad um, Wolf. But we did there say, is yeah. moments in this where she proves her worth and then some. I mean, mm. she's terrific. That scene in the cafe later. Yeah. I, I think it's yeah. one of the best performances in Doctor it's so surprising. Again, the show ends up in a place that you could never, ever have predicted. <laughs> so we get that trick. The Doctor pulls that trick on Clara twice in Time of the Doctor where he just sends her back, um, you know, out of harm's way. But here it's absolutely gutting. It's so it's good. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Br- and he plays it so well. He cons her brilliantly, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah. And again, it's the mask thing, and the, and even Murray joins in on the deception. We'll get there, but Murray actually helps to sell that uh, he's solved the problem. I remember watching this with my ex-husband, and mm. he was quite interested in this series. And the bit where Rose is at the console screaming, "Take me back!" and she's like, you know pulling all the levers, I looked over and he had tears in his eyes. i never mm. forget that moment. It wasn't a very emotional blow. I'm like, oh, Rusty Davis is tapping into something here. So, look, we've got the extrapolator on the console and that's from uh, Boomtown, isn't it? That was what Margaret Sothene was going to surf. Oh, the pangalactic <laughs> Surfboard. Yeah, surfboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and look, you've got the Doctor materialising the TARDIS around the two of them oh, for I the first time. We've never done that before. It's so incredible. <laughs> I'm not sure what this Dalek here, the, 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 the Dalek Newton, is a St. Pair's A's, isn't it? <laughs> oh, this is lovely, all hugs. And, and, she, and then yeah, Jack says, come here. Yeah. You know, they're such a lovely... Cardiff team, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Just terrific. And a bit later where they kiss. Oh, absolutely incredible. The the two of them. And that was the thing that we were really kind of waiting for, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The doctor says in a minute, come on, let's go meet the (laughs) neighbours. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And you know what? I, th- I think that Rusty Davis understood that we never, ever should have seen the time war, ever. No, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives us hints and whispers and imagery and crazy concepts, and then our brains do the rest. The second yeah. you see the time war, you get cowboys and Indians with time wars yeah. and Daleks. Yeah, yeah. It's like, a, it's like a Star Wars thing, you know, like... And the way that he describes this time more in the Rose novelization is pretty incredible too, like just amazing. Um, we didn't talk about the end of the Next Time trailer, which has the voice that we heard just now go, they survived through me. Do you remember that? And Are so we it was supposed like, to think that's Davros? 
I thought it was Adam. So here was my theory, no, you right? Did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, so how do the Daleks know about 20th century TV programs in the 2000th century or whatever it is? Oh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. And what I didn't realise was that Doctor Who, because does that need explaining or not? And at this point we don't know whether this version of Doctor Who needs to explain why three contemporary um, why the Doctor and his companions are in three contemporary reality shows. And it turns out this version of Doctor Who doesn't need to explain that. The reason is that Doctor Who is it's confident made in 2005 just... and it's something exactly we all recognise. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I thought maybe Adam knew about it or something because he's left behind. And this is a sequel to The Long Game. Gosh, this that was Dalek. Mooted, wasn't it? There was a lot of people mooting that idea about yeah. Adam. In fact, yeah. for the next four seasons as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I thought he was probably Then done. he was cancelled, the actor, and, and so... It was oh, was he cancelled? Yeah, okay. everyone is these days, you know. Yeah, uh, okay. I'm, I approve of cancelled culture. You know, they, so they use a lot of blue screen in these scenes. In a yeah. Bit, yeah. But I really love all the detail. Like behind Chris Rickson, you see these little, these tiny little Daleks going about their travels. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the meal putting yeah. in all these lovely little details. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when you see the army of them flying about, it's, it's really incredible. great. Yeah, I, I, it's the blue screen when so he's in front of a practical set, isn't he? But when he's facing the Emperor Dalek, mm. and the Emperor Dalek sounds like the Emperor Dalek from Evil. Doesn't Are the Emperor sure Dalek sounds a lot like Nicholas Briggs to me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but it's the thing that Nicholas Briggs does this season. Where he does Dalek voices and he's imitating, like, eventually he does this shtick where he's imitating Peter Hawkins and David Graham and you can kind of tell which Dalek he's trying to do and maybe Mm. he does the occasional, uh, who's that other guy who I don't think is very good? Uh, Oh, Roy Skelton. Uh, Zippy. It's good. Zippy. Yeah, we didn't have Zippy when I was a child and I feel fine about that. Um. It's worth mentioning you know, that he has absolutely mastered uh, doing interesting things with the Dalek's voice via Big Finish because he did Jubilee, yeah. which was uh, the original take yeah. on. Yeah, which is and great. He's giving, like, very good vocal performances. Like, I'm, yeah. I might be facetious about Nicholas Briggs, but the the work he's done with the monsters throughout the new series, right up yeah. to, like, Revolution, when he was playing that, you know, mutant on the woman's back the police yeah 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 which is another great performance yeah i think the blue screen works incredibly well it's so you know these scenes where eccleston's looking back at the daleks behind him and then behind him is the emperor dalek which is all blue screen and just looks really terrifically convincing i think all of this about being driven mad by your own flesh obviously daleks are into racial purity and now they're made out of humans but it's also that they're religious maniacs as well. Yeah. Like when the doctor says there's a joke about the TV movie here, isn't there, where uh, the doctor says you're half human or part human and the Daleks say that is blasphemy. And, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the Daleks, so the Daleks are Nazis, you know, like in Genesis of the Daleks. They're sort of communists in a way when they're first introduced, although there's an element of Nazism in there as well. But here, here they're religious maniacs and we're four years after 9-11 where a bunch of, you know, radicalised religious maniacs 
did the big terrorism everywhere. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and we've already dealt with that story, with that event earlier on this season in Aliens of London. Um, I just think, you know, uh, he's reinvented them and made them something different. And there is a thread of negativity towards religion, I think, in this season, or at least ambivalence to it. There are plenty of throwaway references to it. I think he retracts that a little in Gridlock, doesn't he? Where he... Oh, I think, yeah. I think Gridlock is is beautifully done. Uh, it's an incredible meditation on religion. That, um, that sequence a second ago, yeah. I, so... Skip back to the 80s, right? And you got Eric Sword writing stories where by the end of it, it's been a huge massacre and the doctor's standing there going, oh, there should have been another way. Well, I'll tell you now, Rusty Davis makes the point of the doctor in that kind of situation where he leans his head against the wall of the TARDIS and the camera yeah. zooms in about two seconds. And It's far more. so um, good. It's, it's really good. Yeah, it's it's the sort of shot you just wouldn't have had in the classic series, you know. We no. we are inside the Doctor's head. Yeah, that's it. Out. Yeah, the Doctor has no interiority, particularly in in the classic series. But oh, there are moments. You I know, think they tried to suggest that he did. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that's a beautiful moment. Thing, they suggested it, you know, terribly. Uh, yeah. Yes. Oh, um, and it, yeah. Just what I was going to say, I don't think there's ever a point in Doctor Who before or since where the threat of the Daleks coming for you is as effective as it is in this story. Yeah, so we've got the scene with the the CG CGI model or the computer model of the station, and it's made clear to us that there's you know, we've just been on floor zero, zero, zero. We're up at floor 500. We already know that that's how many floors there are from the long game. And so this whole thing is about them gradually coming up uh, to floor 500 and they don't and the do quite what the bit, doctor predicts. No, is that they go straight down straight and down. murder all those people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Horrible. They'll probably it's be shocking. okay. Yeah, and they do it for no other reason than that they're Daleks. You know, and it's you know what terrific. makes it is Joe Joyner's reaction when she can hear them all yeah, screaming. And yeah, she's like she's trying to touch the console to turn it off because it's so horrific. Yeah, it's really oh, good. Oh man, it's good. It's so dramatic. <laughs> Look at Rose's face when they're being cute <laughs> together. Yeah. She's such a bitch. <laughs> So uh, Billy Piper said in the commentary for Bad Wolf, she goes, I love it. Yeah, she could be a horrible old cow, can't she, Rose? She goes, I really played into those moments because I love yeah. them. <laughs> well, it's it's that thing that Russell does. Like Rose, like Rose is often really compassionate. I just think of, you know, how uh, like at the end of Love and Monsters, you know, like she's really cross with Elton uh, because Elton's been horrible to her mother or whatever. And then she's really kind of, she's concerned for him and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. she's, he just draws characters so deftly and they can be comic characters, but they're not quite sitcom characters. Like they're not caricatures even jackie you know who's the closest i think to a sitcom character that the show has um he's he a real person he pretends that these people are always nice and lovely no. all the time i love that they're, they're it's yeah. like you and me i know they're yeah. characters. i 
know you're going to say that. These are yeah, absolute yeah, yeah, of But I said to you, this is the closest that I've come, I think, Rose. Well, I can be jealous and I can be nasty yeah. and I can be all of those things. I like it. I know people don't because they want to see idealized versions of people. I'm thinking, well, you know what you get then? You get Clara Oswald. Yeah, 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 that's right. And it, like, I think Clara's a flawed character eventually when they decide to play that bit up. <laughs> when they um, decide but, that she's a control freak, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Suddenly that comes out of the air in Time of the Doctor. Um, and she's kind of sweet until then, you know, she's constantly looking after children and stuff. What's going on with Barman's you, hair? He looks a yeah. bit like Jack Collins. Yeah, I never like the kind of he has terrible hair when he's in Torchwood. It's a huge embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. He's got his army of about ten people to take on the Daleks. I mean, I think they know this is a fruitless affair, right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's lots of people, you know, downstairs, and I love that look. They probably won't come. They're heading upstairs to the control room. You'll be okay. Can I say, uh-huh. even if uh, the rumours are true and uh, things were not great between Eccleston and Piper in this episode, it's worth noting that their chemistry, it, yeah, none of it shows yeah. on screen. Well, I think this scene is is really terrific. You know, um, the two of them are really good together and, like, they're not making lots of eye contact. Oh, here we go. But... I, it works in context because. It didn't even occur to you to ask. No, oh, but why? then she responds to the she responds to that in such a cute way. It's oh, I'm so good, you know. But this, you know, suddenly he's oh, had an idea, yeah. and yeah. Murray comes in there with the music, yeah. and it's kind of yes, you know, for the we whole thing we've been talking left, about. Right, center, right yeah, center, yeah, the, musician, the performance because. All of the performance up till now is we're doing this, and but the Daleks are going to come and probably kill us. And we've had, you know, the we've had Jack go downstairs saying, "See you," you know, it was nice, whatever. Um, and it, this is so amazingly great. And oh, and when Rose looks around the corner of the console later, you know, waiting for something to happen, it's so good. It's so great. Oh, I'm just going to go out and pull these this- levers. There's something about yes, the start. Yes, and then he stops. Yeah. He's, yeah. Well, got you is what he's thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just stops and, like, all of that fun is drained from his face and he's doing this thing and as he's doing it, look look at her. She's looking around waiting for him to come he's back in. Waiting. She's still oh, holding oh. the button waiting for him to come back. <laughs> And it's you know what, what they gets- did to Mickey. Isn't it what they did to Mickey? No, that's later. That's in um, uh, Rise of the Cybermen where Mickey's been holding down a control for half an hour because the doctor forgot to tell him to let go of it. When the hologram in a minute looks straight at the audience, oh, there's a fantastic line. I just get yeah. chilled every time. Oh, no, that I think I tear up then because it's, it's not just that because the hologram is all kind of um, – like the holograms in Star Wars, you know, it's flickering and there's interference patterns and stuff like that. And then suddenly he decides to d- d- dump all of those interference patterns. He's in close-up rather than, you know, a long distance away. Like we see a long shot of the hologram here, but then suddenly he just turns straight to camera. There's none of the interference patterns or anything like that. It's it's a perfect hologram and he just says, have a fantastic life. And, and – 
that's the thing that Doctor Who is about in this era, in a way. Yeah. Like I think, and and it loses living it a your bit. best life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, you yeah, stay in the cafe. You know, the Doctor taught me a better way of living my life. Yeah, just going through the motions. Well, I mean, let's go back to Clara and Capaldi again, where being with the Doctor is like a destructive addiction that will eventually, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 where they have a toxic relationship with each other. And that has its, oh, that. And she reacts. She reacts to the, it's the the voice treatment, isn't it? Like the voice treatment changes too. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It's very very clear all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. Her desperation here. I yeah, mean, this is, yeah. This is, she's literally just beating up the console. And this isn't yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To do, you know? She's really good. Like, she <laughs> just absolutely goes feel. for it. But, you know, this, okay, so this stark contrast of the station, the TARDIS, and then this concrete block, this concrete yeah. building here, I think it just encapsulates Rusty Davis's Doctor Who. That's where the sort of the fantastical and the mundane and the urban. And this happens a few times now. We go back to the Daleks attacking people, and then suddenly there's a shot of roast chickens on a spit around in the cafe. And it's just that mixture of the two that Rusty Davis does brilliantly. Oh, here's Mickey. Mickey. Also cancelled. But But I still love the character. I I do too. I think he's magnificent. And I think Noel does a great job. Like a really, really properly good job. And can you I even think, imagine? I feel like he really grew into that character in series one. Yeah, yeah. Where he started think, in Rose was interesting. Well, that recording block was a problem, wasn't it? And I like to blame Keith, Keith for that, Park. the director. Yeah. He's not very good. Um, but, but you know, like he's really good and by the, the Cyberman two-parter, you know, or even even that Moffat episode where he kind of joins in is it's really terrific. I love so, that bit in Doomsday, you know, where Pete and Jackie are reunited in the corridor and he's just standing there against the wall with his arms folded, loving the whole thing playing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, far he's come. Ooh, look at that Dalek. It's ghoulish, isn't it? It's really bro. good. Like yeah, yeah. Enormous it's... brain, you know. <laughs> and we need more puppets. I want more puppet monsters on Doctor Who, and here is a fantastic puppet monster that's just really properly well realised. It's great. I like the shorthand between Doctor and Jack as well. He basically just says, "Look, Rose is gone. She's out of the way. Let's do this thing." You know, and yeah, there's no yeah. argument or anything. No, and the Doctor knows what. I mean, Jack knows what the Doctor has done without even needing to be told and he approves of it like he approves Again, of it if this was know, a chibnall script it would be like right well so i tricked her i sent put her in the time oh, <laughs> and we, we would have had an argument about it but like <sighs> so here's the doctor being where we're setting it up where the doctor makes this has to make the same choice that he made in the time war yeah and, well, and Moffat, he's been avoiding he's been avoiding making big choices at the climax throughout the entire season, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think letting other people do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we need to do that. And I don't think I think that Moffat is still right that there's a problem. Uh and the day of the doctor is the right time to deal with it, to get it to replay itself. And in the usual Moffaty way, it's kind of like, well, it's a story, so let's do a narrative we'll cheat to get out of it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. 
Of course, oh, well, of course. Back as well. Yeah, but you know what happens then, don't you? We get hell bent and things like that from timeless children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, you know, um, Gallifrey. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Do you think Russell? Uh, <laughs> do you think Russell will destroy Gallifrey again? Like when he comes back? <laughs> I bloody hope so. Like every alternate. Oh, the chickens. Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. This whole sequence, I, Tastes I, sort I had an of argument clinical. with my dear friend Fraser Gregory about this the other day because he's absolutely yeah, no, he, he's absolutely wrong about this. <laughs> Rose thinks she's better than, and she never says that. She never once no. says that. She says, "I have been oh, shown exp- a better way of living." Yeah, my she life. explicitly doesn't say that. She explicitly doesn't like. She explicitly says. No, not that. Um, but she just said she. It's not about aliens. It's not about planets. It's about who yeah. I am when I'm on this. Yeah, adventure. yeah. That's great. Sitting here eating chips and far out. I can't say how much I love Camille Kajuri. I just think she's so so good. Like in the, this whole thing, and it is. You know, she's the most comedy character in it, but she has real interiority and real, real heart. And, you know, could, I, could I, you, have, I don't even think I could choose a top 10 Camille Kajuri moments. There's just too oh, many. The bit well, when you realize she's in the TARDIS, you know, I'll be a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think Love and Monsters is unbelievably great. Uh-oh. Like, when she's she finds given, the picture. Yeah. Yeah. But even before that, even before that, when she spills the drink on Elton because she's being flirty and silly and mm. then realizes that that was wrong and a bit pathetic, you know, and, and realizing why she's behaving like this. Or even the you moment, know, you know the what the moment at the oh, beginning of the Christmas invasion, beginning of the Christmas invasion, where she just has the Christmas present for Rose and puts it down. Oh yeah, no, I love the bit where he's like, "Any distinguishing features? Yeah, a fire extinguisher." Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's so good. <laughs> she can both break your heart and make you belly laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that thing, you know, people have rightly said that Doctor Who wouldn't have lasted as long as it did if it hadn't been for um, Jackie Hill's Barbara um, because she grounds the show and stands up to the Doctor. I, I agree with that. It's just tremendous. I do too. And I, But I would say the same thing for uh, Camille. I just think that she grounds this show and it, makes like this is a show with like stupid cgi daleks pouring out of a, oh, of a don't thing even that no no it's incredible. incredible but but the show only works as something yeah. that just an audience a, a big mass audience of millions of people on saturday night are it's watching this care about the people because there's recognizable people in it it's, yeah. it's not space but people, he did that you know. deliberately didn't he in series yeah, one he yeah. grounded every episode in some way on earth yeah 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 it was I on think earth he gets... or with the characters you know it's this thing where they're making this show in secret with no idea of how it's going to be received if it's even going to get a second season and they're super careful not to alienate a broad audience they must have known empty child doctor dances this they must have known they were on to a winner surely but you know like the sylvester mccoy era was brilliant not as brilliant as this but brilliant in classic doctor who terms and no one gave a shit you know like it it wasn't you know like it didn't have to work there was no guarantee 
Yeah. No, and they try really hard to make it work. And I think the pressure's off in series two to some degree. Uh, and it's still hugely popular and that's yeah. a pretty great season. But you can see that they they don't feel they have to quite go to those lengths to sell it to the audience. They kind of assume that it's all okay. Would you I look think. at these hundreds of Daleks pouring into this set? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean- yeah. It's absolutely the, the effects they command are, and they did not have a massive budget. I just think it's extraordinary. Well, the they mill, don't have hundreds of Daleks either. It's the mill, they were working it? around the clock, apparently, like yeah, in source, yeah. but they were they, they apparently they were just so desperate to make this as good as it could possibly be. Yeah, yeah, it was a labor of love, wasn't it? Oh, god, you know what? Bit in a minute that I mean, it's one zinger after another, these scenes, but uh, the bit where she tells Jackie that she saw Pete. <gasps> the emotion that runs through that scene. Yeah. And when she's yeah. like, you know, Jackie's like, stop it. And she's like, that's how good the doctor is. Yeah, Man, yeah. I'm welling up here. It's really good, isn't it? And <laughs> yeah. Oh no, he comes the Dalek. So it- do you know what? He's doing that wonderful thing from the five doctors there of throwing the Dalek shadow on the wall before you see it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got Joe Joyner's character basically saying where they are in the geography of the station. Yeah, yeah. Like she's basically there to get that to kind of, you know, to sort of explain it. Oh. (laughs) Wow. And so there were lasers that were going to explode them all, but they never never work. Oh, we get an Eric Sayward reference up here somewhere do you not think it's fabulous that they are bullets though rather than laser guns yeah but they are bastic bullets which um uh eric sayward invented for uh (laughs) revelation of the daleks going back to what you were saying earlier about you know you can fill the screen full of daleks but unless you have like characters that you care about then it is just you know like a match well that's resurrection of the daleks isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the Daleks are kind of boring in that. They're just another group of people with guns, whereas here they're really kind of epic. Like they pose a massive, massive and very clear and obvious threat. It's kind of like, uh, uh, but also they're sending androids to impersonate the Doctor to kill the Time Lords. It's just like, really, I couldn't possibly care less about that. Do you know what I love that, game, right, is that Rusty Davis uses a plot point from Edge of Destruction about the heart of the TARDIS. And yeah. In, it's, Integral to this season, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Mickey, Mickey's, Mickey's got a new car. Mm. Do you remember the yellow Volkswagen he had in episode one and now he's got a Mini? Oh, it was ugly, wasn't it? Was. Yeah. yeah, I, I think, think that maybe they decided. That Rusty Davis has gone from, you know, giving us, you know, farting aliens and uh, burping bins and getting all the kids nice and comfortable. Yeah. And now he's and delivering this. this. A fucking massacre. <laughs> <laughs> it's so oh, good. Oh, no. The android. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, she's gone. Wow. Yeah. Her head blows up in the air as well. That's <laughs> yeah, that is pretty great. By all accounts, then, you know, um, Rusty Davis and Phil Collison um, said that when they met with her, they were calling her Miss Robinson all the time. And she said they were looking at her like they were like they were mad, like they were out some time. <laughs> Hello, Miss Robinson. <laughs> How are you today? <laughs> oh, oh it, Christ! Yeah, 
Yeah. They're going, they've gone down. <laughs> and so the Daleks disappeared to be in the Time War. That, so no one believes that the Daleks exist because they went off to fight the Time War and so they, they're no longer a thing. And then I guess the Doctor destroyed them and no one knows about it. Oh, my God. And so that's her. Yeah, she's adjusting the monitor and stuff and, yeah, and crying. It's, so, it's oh really God. good. They killed them all. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, she's good. So good. And the bit where, she, well, it's coming up in it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I put out an Insta thread about it. I was so shocked, you know, with live <laughs> reactions really? of Joe Joyner's death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really oh, here we go. We're heading into this fabulous scene now with Rose and... Yeah, yeah. And so, because there's something... Like, I think Father's Day is a magnificent episode. And having this be in some way... Like, having it involved here. So, Jackie has always told Rose that her father was a an amazing guy. And then she goes back and sees that she was going to break the up with him, was fighting him and thought he was a massive loser and stuff. Yeah. Um, Nathan, you can uh, trust me on that, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then having her tell Jackie that she was the blonde woman, do you remember it? It's so clever because that story starts with her telling the story yeah. where and at the end there, was there was no one there. there. There was no one there. And the boy stops like the boy, oh, it's all it's yeah, all you're Christian right. forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that thing where the, the boy who kills him in the revised timeline stops and it was a mistake and Jackie's forgiven him. It was an accident like rather than a hit and run. It's so good, so good. Oh, here we go. We've just destroyed Europe. Oh, and there goes North America. Here's Australia. All of Europe. That's a bit mean, honestly. It's square. Uh, they just do Australia after that in the shot afterwards. <laughs> I mean, they show it as a melting map, but like, there's a lot yeah. of people dying there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, I I think that that's probably as explicit as we want it to be. Do you know what I mean? And oh, the lie. doctors are. Do you remember what we said? I've created heaven on earth. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, yeah, dying. yeah. Yeah, because he's a religious maniac. That's the thing. You know, the Daleks are, are crazed. I love this bit where the he flirting. says, I'm here because of you. And she goes, well, yeah, yeah. fuck you. I'm not going out on a date yeah. and winks at him. <laughs> yeah, it's really good, isn't it? <laughs> and then she dies and then he's like He leaps over the wall. Dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To give these characters these moments. We didn't have these moments no. in Resurrection of the Daleks. Wow, that's part of the problem, isn't it? You know, like, we had lines like yeah. your bile would be better directed towards the directed enemy. Against doctor. the enemy, Doctor. But <laughs> you know, it's because he can do this so skillfully and so quickly. It doesn't mm. take a lot of time for him to do the thing. And now he's still hand saving that the giving day. memorable sort of vivid characterization yeah. is yeah. marvel. Incredibly oh, good. Jackie with his enormous <laughs> trunk. Uh-huh. This is and the it, thing in all of Doctor Who, you know. It's wonderful, <laughs> but it's she's borrowed it off Rodrigo, who she's clearly having a relationship with at the moment. She's having a relationship <laughs> with a someone, favor, but don't ask me why. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good, but she's with someone else uh, by the Christmas invasion. She's with the guy who gives her the Satsumas. 
That's right. Um, has, he, has he got sleep yeah. apnea or something? He's got him in his yeah, fresh no, gown, he, hasn't he? He has it when he, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, do you know what? I do feel sorry for these people. They're behind that tiny little pathetic barricade. All those Daleks coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and do you know what? We haven't even talked about the redesign of the Daleks, which it's, it's really so good. good. Yeah. and Just I'm, the rivets and things like that just make it yeah. suggest that it was manufactured. It's so Yeah, clever. yeah. So it makes them more tank-like without changing the the silhouette and i think the big thing about the daleks is the silhouette and the proportions have to be right so what he does is they're exactly the same but they're just more detailed and they seem more like tanks and moffat like uh, i don't think that it was moffat's idea i'm sure that he was as horrified as everyone else when he finally saw what (laughs) those wretched things looked like although i kind of like them in a sort of did you ever did you see that confidential with raymond p cusack you know, design the Daleks, and they bring um, they bring the new Dalek in to show him. And you know, he's a fabulous old crank, and he's really yeah. miserable. And, and what he does he say? Down, and he goes, "Oh, well, you've ruined it, haven't you?" <laughs> and, and they, they still put it into the confidential. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, oh, I have. Okay, I just want to talk about the direction in this scene where they cut open the door, and you absolutely yep. think this is how she's gonna go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we've seen this we've seen this done so many times, someone cutting through a door, but I don't think it's ever, ever been done better than this. It looks well, I don't really, think it's ever really properly been real. It's always been like a bit of an effects shot in Planet of the Daleks and Daleks and all this. But yeah, here but it's it always crafted as drama. Yeah, yeah. But but it's also like always like a heated rod going through polystyrene as well, whereas this <laughs> looks much more convincing. And then this holy shit and the idea the the most brilliant simple idea that we will we know they're saying exterminate because of the the rhythm of the lights and that jesus christ the way it cuts away from her yeah yeah can i just say um sorry to um make this moment a comic one but stephen alexander is convinced the dalek says let me in and not external. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you watching on TV? <laughs> but yeah. I actually I'm really love how this, <laughs> this <laughs> tiny chain <laughs> cutting open the TARDIS console. <laughs> I don't really get it too because those those hall things do have a big chain with a thing, but it wouldn't be that. But I actually I actually love how kind of um, oh I guess we have to think maybe the chain will break and maybe that's it. But I, I actually love that, that they just managed to pull it open with a fucking you know, big this, truck. this energy going into Rose and she goes all glowy-eyed yeah. and all that. It absolutely reminds me of that end of Series 4 of Buffy. Do you remember when they put an initiative and they put all yeah. of that? And she came out, into her. you know, was t- deflecting bullets and all sorts. It, I think Rusty yeah, Davis, yeah. like, he watched a lot of Buffy. So he does pull this trick again at, one, at the end of one of the series of... Um, uh, Wizards versus Aliens as well, doesn't he? Uh, I think where all the magic goes into Tom and he oh, becomes okay. super all powerful. Did so we he does. No, I don't think we do. Uh, I'm glad they go there um, because you know, like it makes this incredibly bleak, doesn't it? Look, it's so good, isn't it? 
And in fact, do you yeah. see on that wall? It looks like there's blood running down that wall behind him. Uh, yeah. Although, yeah, maybe that's blood. Although they are kind of doing rusty, you know, turning oh. these flats into rusty metal. Can I say those Daleks in silhouette with the glowing light? Yeah. In the it's well, so they're dark. Menacing. It's really good, isn't it? They're just that they're like the front of them is dark. They're not lit from the front. Yeah. They're lit, lit from around and behind. They look so good. He was just convinced. He was determined, sorry, to scare the shit out of you with the Daleks this yeah. year, wasn't he? And I feel yeah, like yeah. subsequent episodes have failed to capture this. Yeah. And it's a clear reaction against the fact that the Daleks are kind of ridiculous in the in the classic series and there's three of them, you know, and or five, you know, at the most. Uh, and so, you know, being able to duplicate them, making them look solid and making them win, you know, putting them in a situation where they choice. actually win. In Dalek, of turning that Dalek into a character. Yeah, yeah. Rather than yeah. just a drone, you know? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think Rob Sherman has something to do with that as well. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think the Daleks, like I like the Daleks in the finale of the next season because their appearance is so unexpected because we're all Cybermen, you know, and then suddenly the Daleks appear at the cliffhanger and they are pretty great. But I don't think they're ever as good again as they are here. I don't think the new series ever, ever does a properly good job of the Daleks after this. And I know we've talked about this off, but I don't know if Moffat knew what to do with the day. He was trying to do all sorts with him, and it never yeah, really stopped, I, did it? Well, he never writes a story where he's particularly interested in the Daleks, and that's one of the things. He's he's not actually particularly interested in monsters apart from, uh, you know, like, you know, he creates the silence of the weeping angels and stuff, but he's more interested in plotty things and characters and stuff like that. He doesn't care about monsters. I do like that desperate alien, that desperate Dalek mutant in resolution, though, who wants to build himself yeah. a shell. Yeah, but a lot of that is just borrowed from Dalek, isn't it? And uh, like, that's, that's I, a little specialty, that. Yeah, I mean, I think there are moments in that special that are not bad, uh, but on the whole, I don't think it's very good. Um, oh, here we go. Super Rose. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I'll just so say, great. I don't think there's ever a soapy moment in Doctor Who that when he says, come here, you need a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And, you know, like all of the people who don't want there to be romance between the Doctor and the companion and whatever and want the Doctor to be, like, totally sexless and things, you know, they can still imagine that, there's a special science fiction thing where you have to suck <laughs> out the thing. Like, it went into her eyes. I don't know why he's not trying to suck it out of her like, eyes, but whatever. Series two, you know, with Madame <laughs> de Pompadour, he's just getting his rocks off in that one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, <laughs> I bet Rusty Davis watched Paul McGann shove Daphne Ashburn against that tree and went, yes. <laughs> you know? yeah, I reckon he said, let's do it properly. You know, let's <laughs> actually properly do it this time. And... I love that moment. I just think is it's this incredible. Is an incredible deus Bacchanalo, is it? <laughs> oh, yeah, literally. But but it doesn't come out of nowhere. You know, like it comes out of Mickey and Jackie 
rather than feeling kind of butthurt because Rose is, you know, because they're worried about, they're negative about the uh, Rose going, going with the doctor. Um, you know, Jackie's warned uh, warned her about it. Uh, Mickey says, you're going to die if you go back there. And she says, I'm going to do it anyway. And they love Rose and so they help her. They love Rose and they recognise that this is what she really wants. I wish that we'd seen more of these ships. We see one ship kind of explode, like disappear that way. And it makes me think, is there just one ship then now? No, there were lots of them before. <laughs> yeah, I think they would have. And that I hate to make it the sort of you're talking about all about character. I hate to make it about plot, but all of this has been established in the season. The doctor has yeah. to make the choice. Uh Mickey yep. and uh Jackie have been set up in previous episodes as, yep. you know, caring about Rose rather than the adventure. Uh, the heart, the TARDIS was set up in Boomtown. Like it's all, yeah, been, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all those pieces are there. Ready everything to come comes together. together. Father's Day, long game, everything. You know, like it's all here. Um, it's so good. It's such a good summary. Without, you know, I don't know. It's not a I rather like the fest. fact that Rose has got this fabulous glowing eyes going on. She's a super being right now, but she's wearing a top that says "Punky Fish" on the back. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> real good. <isn't> it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and when they snog, you know, it's all done in yeah. silhouette, isn't it? Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing about the doctor being able to see that all the time, that's what he sees all the time. That remember that turn of the we earth. Tapped into that in Rose. Yeah. Yeah. That's so we good. We don't often get that glimpse into, you know, how he experiences things. Oh, look at that kiss. That's a proper kiss. Aye. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, there's you know no what? mistaking that. About, they did the same thing in Empty Child, Doc Stars, mm. isn't it? Where he's put, take, sending all the nanobots off, yeah. having this pixie dust coming out of Christopher Eccleston. Yeah. Somehow oh. he still seems butcher's hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. There's this moment here where he just staggers, like his eyes. Like his eyes are. He knows, doesn't he? He knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, so good. He's so, you know. Oh, that's right. He blows it out first, and then he staggers. He blows it back into the, into the TARDIS. So good. Yeah, and everyone Jack's else is alive. gone. Everyone else is dead. Well, except Jack, but we don't know. Where that. does he go now? Does he go back to? Is this where he starts torturing? I can't remember. No, I can't remember either. Um. It's all very complicated, and we spent a long time wondering as well how he got there. We might have to watch Torchwood in order to know it, and I don't really want to do that. Yeah, I don't think I'll do that. I may watch Children of Earth again, but I think otherwise I won't. Although I have a a sick fantasy about one day watching Series 4, watching Miracle Day again. I think that's a little underrated, you know. It is. Maybe we'll do it together. We'll share the paints. It's got John Delancey in it. And none of visitor. And none of visitor, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Star Trek convention, isn't it? It's got Jaina Spenson writing a really great episode. Here we go. Now we're this whole scene in the TARDIS is so well judged, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he knows, Russell knows what has to be done to and in fact, this scene is primarily for the audience's benefit and not for Rose's because Rose is still upset and doesn't properly know what's going on, as if, uh, you know, she hadn't listened to this. The <laughs> you entirety know, or of didn't the understand it. Is her adjusting yeah. to the fact that. That's right. Not- and he. 
he he's trying, you know, it looks, the scene looks like he's trying to reassure Rose that it's going to be okay, um, but what he's really doing is reassuring the audience that it's I mean, okay. He's almost oh. looking directly to camera. Are these two even on the same set? Boy, I can't they don't remember. have a shot together, I don't think. So Well, there's the shot where she becomes where she wakes up out of unconsciousness. Uh, but I don't know. I can't remember how this works. Because there's all that f- stuff about, you know, obviously Tennant is there much later and all of that sort of thing and nowhere near this. So it's sort of pieced together and all shot over a distance. It's so good. I just think uh, Piper and Exton together are gold. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I don't think there's a moment in the series where they don't work together. Yeah. And I think Eggleston is just magnificent again. You know, if it hadn't been, if he hadn't been as good as this, we wouldn't have. Uh, it's enticing to think about a second the year, show. isn't it? But then I almost wonder, like, yeah. oh, would it, would it, have, would he have gone out as well? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Would it have got yeah. a bit indulgent? Like, I don't know. Or would he just have delivered more incredible work? Yeah. I like, I, I think Eccleston, like, I like Eccleston as an actor better than I like Tennant. But Tennant's charm in the role is just, you know, inescapable, isn't it? He's so good. And when he, I mean, he comes, he bursts out of Christopher Eccleston now. Yeah. Just, yeah. He's amazing. He looks like a baby, doesn't he? Yeah, I know. He's so baby-faced. It's crazy. Oh, it's oh, here we go. Here's a here's the stock standard. I'm gonna be quirky. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which every doctor does now. Still not ginger. Yeah. Still not ginger. Doesn't like the color of his kidneys. New kidneys. I mean, we've heard it all now. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, lovely Jodie just goes fantastic, doesn't she? Or something like that. Yeah, oh. brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Really good. Yeah. Oh, That's great. That smile oh, as well. Holy crap. You that know, was brilliant. Uh, that whole just, thing was brilliant. Just magnificent. So the, that couple of male and female programmer, they don't oh well the the male programmer gets a name, but he doesn't get a name in the closing credits. So good. Um, ejects because those credits go by so fast you can't see anybody's name anymore. No, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah. Nathan? Yeah? I, you know what comes now, don't you? Uh, the, the Children in Need special. Well, clearly you've not been listening to too many episodes of Hammer <laughs> a Blunt Penknife recently, have you? <laughs> okay, now, so... We, we have to yeah, do yeah. three reasons apiece, back and forth. Yeah. Starting with you. Um, Oh, well, just because it's possibly the best story in the run of the show from 1963 onwards, uh, and so that's why you should watch it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to be a little... little, Are you going to be more objective than that? If I'm honest. (laughs) 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 I'm going to be a bit more specific. Uh, Okay. gonna say because i think it's the most climactic uh doctor who adventure i don't think there's a season that builds to a climax as well after this um and the fact they knocked out of the park the first time round, bravo incredible back to you Um, okay another reason is that eccleston and piper get 
unjustly overlooked, I think, as a TARDIS team, and this is them at their very best. And, you know, go back and visit a time when Doctor Who um, was fresh and ridiculously popular and unbelievably wonderfully entertaining, you know, when it was being written and run by just one of the most skilled um British TV writers ever. So that's another reason. How's that? Um, I'm going to say those roast chickens on a spit look particularly enticing. No, I'm going to say that. I'm gonna I say, thought uh, they tasted a bit clinical. Yeah, well, that's the cold spot. <laughs> that's right. You're right. I, I, we didn't really mention him at all, uh, and I'm going to say Murray Gold, who burst yeah. into life. It was one with some criticism for some God knows reason why. Um, who it's... absolutely like scores every scene and delivers the emotion perfectly. So good. It's such a great choice, isn't it? Russell had worked with Murray over and over again. He does uh, Queer mm. as Folk and stuff. And he's perfect he for it. I'm hoping he will be. Yeah, I'm hoping like after an absence. Because he did years and years. Did he do It's a Sin? I can't remember. Um, Probably. But, uh, his music for years and years was just so brilliant. It's so brilliant. Well, um, hang on, that was my I reason. Th- Back to you. Okay, so I think that, uh, like I said before, this is the best Dalek story and it's uh, it's a story where the Daleks are as terrifying and evil as they have ever been. So watch that if you like it when the Daleks aren't crap. Personally, I quite like it when the Daleks are crap as well, Um, but if you (laughs) want to watch them being really good, you could watch this. Well, if you like it when the Daleks are crap, then I'm sure you frequently you are not disappointed. Yes, Um, they're crap quite a lot. And I'm going to say, because I think a lot of people like love sort of from two-thirds into Bad Wolf onwards. But I think that first sort of two-thirds where Russell Davis is having a blast celebrating and ripping the shit out of reality TV simultaneously and turning it into something so sinister. Yeah, yeah. That seems very but it's also his incredible skill is to just pivot the tone of a scene or the tone of something like just so quickly. And so it goes from being funny to being comedy threatening, you know, with the chainsaw and stuff like that, to being really <laughs> like really properly disturbing with the death of Crosby and then absolutely terrifying and heartbreaking with the death of Rose. Like, you know, he's just a master of of changing the tone of a scene uh, so quickly. It's so well done. You just, you know, he's magnificent, incredible writer. It's genius. We can't really argue with each other because we both love it. No, yeah. So um, how do you feel about 2023? 2023? Mm. What, Rusty Davis coming back? Mm. I, I, if you'd have told me a year ago that that was going to happen, I would have laughed in your face and said, "I know, a million years." If you'd have said to me that David Tennant and Catherine Tate were coming back, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, God, just a, that's my favourite season, series four. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Rusty yeah, Davis, David like, Tennant, and Catherine Tate. Oh. Yep, 
Absolutely. It's the heyday of this show. I mean, I love season one, but the end of series four, that whole last seven or eight episodes is the best run that the show's ever had. I think it's incredible. And so to have that back, I just think, you know, and to have Russell back years later when he's interested in different sorts of telly and has different interests, has written lots of different types of things. In many ways, he was playing it safe in some of these early years. Now he knows what he can get away with. Yeah, yeah. Prepare yourselves. Yeah. Well, look, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to say, obviously, thank you very much for your time. It's always the greatest pleasure of my life to talk to you about Doctor Who or yeah. Star Trek or anything, frankly. Um, yeah. But you and I are both going to adore what's coming up in 2023. And I feel like we should make an oral contract now that at least one of those stories we'll do one of these hamster commentaries for. Oh, OK. Yep. I'm absolutely up for that for sure. That is a legal document now. Thank you very much. It's legally <laughs> binding. Yep. Yep. Look, <laughs> thank you very thank you very much for your time. I mean, you oh, and me no. Star Trek now. For yeah, you know, yeah. When are we doing that? Just uh, this uh, this weekend, I think. Um, off mic, but uh, should you be interested <laughs> in further uh, commentaries featuring uh, Nathan and myself, there's about forty odd episodes of Untitled Star Trek Project out there now. Yeah, yeah. I think we're about to. Episode 46 or something. We've been doing it for nearly a year. Yeah, personal favourite. You know, mine is Sub Rosa still. I do like Sub Rosa a lot because I had COVID and was in COVID isolation. (laughs) And so when I get like super shrill, like when I'm incredulous and shrill at how something terrible, how terrible something is, you can hear the COVID kind of like clouds of COVID. Yeah, great. It's pretty great. So, you know, if this is Nathan. Yeah, absolutely loving everything that you see. Maybe you want to hear him talking yeah. about something he doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. I, wow. I, I think cogenitor. Any enterprise episode that we've done so far, oh, I usually get, get angry during those. Ranty in those, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I'm going to out us now. But thank you very much for your time, and I'll just say until next time. Yeah, I'll see you later.